Hey, hey, get ready to talk like a brand and live your best brand life. I'm Peachy Williams, your brand voice builder. Today, we're going to be talking about trademarks, what they are and what they aren't, what they can do for your brand and how you need to protect yourself. Trademark is basically a way to identify your business product. It can be any word, name, symbol or device or a combination of things which are used or intended to be used to identify and distinguish your goods from another brand. A trademark is basically like a brand name. For example, a product that um, cleans windows might have clean bright or sparkle this way, and a sparkler as its trademark. But then you also have Nike and Coca-Cola, and those are kind of abstract, but they have fought their way in the market and they have distinguished themselves as brands that are very adaptable to the marketplace. A trademark may or may not include a logo, which is a graphic symbol or some sort. Logos are always trademarked. But then you have something called service marks. A service mark is the same type of device as a trademark, but service marks distinguish services of one company from those of another. Service marks are often slogans, for example, A plumber might say the leak fixers and have a distinctive logo or not. But some well-known service marks are American Airlines, Hilton Hotels, and American Express. You'll see the designation because you'll see an SM by it if it has not been trademarked. So there are different types of trademarks. And so we're going to go over those right now to make sure you fully understand what a trademark is and the different types. The first one is coined. A coined trademark is at the top of the list, and it's a mark that is distinctive and strong. A lot of times people in the USPTO office also call it fanciful, and that means nothing, but it's associated with the product or service. So when you think about coined trademarks, think about Kodak or think Google. Those marks are so distinctive that everyone knows what they are, and so those are coined. They don't have a meaning other than what they are. Kodak is definitely something dealing with photographs and things of that nature. And Google, we associate that with the World Wide Web. But before that, they were non-existent. So then you have arbitrary trademarks. Arbitrary mark is a word that has an ordinary meaning in the dictionary, but it's not directly related to the services of goods where it's applied beyond the way you identify it. So a good example of an arbitrary mark is Apple. Because Apple is talking about computers, but we eat apples. But Apple was so strong in defining who they were, they used that symbol and their household name. So the next on the list is suggestive marks. Suggestive marks aren't as distinctive as coined or arbitrary, but they can still be considered strong. Suggestive marks kind of gives you context clues on what the good or service may be, but it's not a direct description. That kind of leaves room for the customer to try and figure out what it is. These types of marks often use words that have characteristics or qualities of that product or service. So when we talk about caress soap, you're caressing your body. Greyhound buses, greyhounds travel, and of course, buses travel. So with descriptive marks, these are generally considered the least distinctive and they're very weak. They're considered very weak. A descriptive mark is a word or design that directly describes the product or service in a matter that doesn't require any imagination. A lot of companies use this when they want to be direct and clear with their customers. These types of marks are difficult to protect and register. 
But words that start out as descriptive can acquire distinctiveness over time if consumers start recognizing that brand. So Vision World or Computerland are two perfect examples of descriptive trademarks. And the last one you have is generic. So generic terms are common names. They aren't good for trademarks and they can't be registered like grocery store. Aspirin used to be a trademark, but now everybody says aspirin, so it's no longer a trademark. Escalator was also one of those. But these were so generic, they became part of conversation. A lot of times when brands don't take the time to advertise or properly advertise and educate the public about the use of their mark, they lose it. Xerox is a brand that successfully trademarked and they educated the marketplace very well on what they did and who they were. So while some people think you can use the two interchangeably, SM and TM, it's not really the case. And then a lot of people also, they don't know that the TM mark legally has no bearing. You can use the symbol on a mark that your company wants to use without registering it, but you're just putting people on notice. That does not mean that you own that trademark. And if someone went and actually filled an application out for that trademark before you did, guess what? You would probably lose out on that trademark. The most common use of using the TM symbol or SM is on a new phrase, logo, word, or design that a company plans to register through the USPTO, the United States Patent and Trademark Office. The symbol kind of indicates your intent to move forward with obtaining a legal trademark, but I have seen companies for years use nothing but TM and they never took the time to invest to trademark their intellectual property. And so if they lose the trademark because somebody else used it, you know, that's on them. But the TM mark helps stake your claim in the design because it alerts the competitors that you're planning to use it for your business. But again, it has no legal bearing. Why do we have trademark laws? Because you hear every day people breaching someone's trademark and it's so difficult for them to go to court and get an injunction or get a hearing or get someone to stop. So there are four main reasons why these laws exist. Trademarks protect consumers from buying poor quality products from manufacturers. Trademarks also advertise services and goods. Trademarks guard your commercial interests of your brand. And trademarks identify the origin of a specific product or service. Now, if you have that R symbol that you should be using on your products or services, you retain the exclusive rights to mark your products with no one else being allowed to use that symbol, name, or slogan in that region. Trademarks also provide protection for both businesses and consumers, making these an important part of running a successful company. If you took the time to invest in getting a trademark and going through the entire process, that means that you're in it for the long haul. If you are just thinking about a hobby and you don't know if this is something that you want to do, don't do it. Using the TM symbol, it's not as important and it's not regulated as the registered symbol will be on your company's mark. Um, and because it doesn't have any legal meaning, you don't even really have to use it unless you want to, unless you want to put people on notice. But if you don't move on that, again, you're leaving yourself liable. Now, while it does serve that purpose in helping alert others in your industry that you're laying a claim on the design phrase or word for your business, um, again, and I cannot impress upon this enough, if you do not file that trademark, chances are you may lose it. Or you may lose the opportunity to claim a stake on what your um, your products and services. Why would you even want to register a trademark? You're going to register your trademark to avoid confusion among consumers. Because before they had trademark laws, companies could copy each other's designs or 
create similar marks, which led to confusion in the marketplace because the consumers didn't know which company made certain products and they got confused in terms of who they wanted to patronize in terms of getting their products and services. And a lot of times they went with the wrong company thinking it was another one. So without clear logos, symbols, phrases, words, or other designs, it's kind of hard to stay loyal to a brand. But when companies can use something nearly identical to their packaging or your packaging, your brand's packaging, you may lose customers because they think they're patronizing you and they're really using someone else's services. So when you attach that trademark notice to your mark, it's important to use it all the time and use it consistently across everything that you put out. Your packaging, your products, your tags, your labels, all promotional materials, your signage, your stationery and letterhead, any advertising materials and all the other things that you put out there in relation to your brand. Now, you could face problems if you don't register that mark with the USPTO because competitors purposely use similar marks to cause confusion and encourage customers to buy their products instead. There are some basic laws that protect businesses, including common law trademark rights. These rights offer protection if you've been using the mark in regular business practices, but it's kind of nearly impossible to prove who used that mark first, especially if neither company filed the trademark application. So that means that if you didn't take the time to file that trademark, a company can come up and say they were using it first. And so to add insult to injury, if the competitor files the application first, the USPTO is going to look at that filing date as the most important piece of information when they want to decide who gets that trademark. Common law trademark rights also take second place to trademark laws. So if you're using a mark that is too similar to another mark that holds a trademark already, you could be in trouble legally because the owner of the trademark can sue you for damages that occurred while you used the mark. And then the damages basically are how much money the company or person lost due to confusion in the marketplace. Before you use any type of mark, make sure you search. Do a search, Google search, USPTO search to avoid infringing on someone else's trademark. That's very, very important. Again, TM and SM are for unregistered marks only. Use TM for marks that represent goods and SM for marks that represent services. If your mark will cover both goods and services, defer to TM. And of course, the R with the circle around it, the federal registration symbol, is only for marks registered with the USPTO. When are you going to use that R symbol? You're only allowed to use this symbol when you have a federally registered mark for your goods and services specified in the registration. Now, when you're filing your trademark registration, there are classes. That's why they have some products with the same name, like Dove Soap and Dove Candy and Ice Cream, because they all fall into different classes. When you're filing and you want to cover a number of goods and services, you will be filing for different classes. And while you're not legally required to use that R symbol, you definitely should to put people on notice that you own that trademark and you will do whatever you need to do to enforce it. Because in a trademark enforcement action, if you have not used it as you should, you're kind of giving up your right to recover any lost profits and money damages unless you can prove the defendant actually knew that your mark was registered before they started the infringement process. This federal registration symbol is only for marks registered with the USPTO and you should really take it seriously. Do not play with this. If your mark is not registered with the USPTO, do not use the R symbol. When you're also using it on your website or in other places, you might want to say something like the XXX brand logo or service is a registered trademark of in the name of your company. Or this shirt brand, whatever, is a registered trademark of in the name of the brand. 
You may also choose to include a reference to the legal trademark, such as we'll use Apple for instance. The Apple logo is a trademark registered in the U.S. Patent and Trademark Office. You can also abbreviate the second portion as Reg, U.S., Pat, and TM, off. Now that you have that trademark symbol, how are you going to use it? How is it supposed to look? The appropriate symbol should appear in superscript, that's a small superscript, in the upper right-hand corner of your mark. And if it doesn't look right, then drop it to the lower right-hand corner of the mark. You're never to place the symbol above, below, or to the left of your mark. And most of the time, you only need to use the symbol in the first instance and then to alert people and then go on as you were. It's very important to use trademarks consistently to let people know, your consumers and your competitors, that your mark is being claimed and it may minimize possible loss of rights due to misuse. For example, you're always going to spell your mark the same way. You're always going to use the mark exactly as it appears in the registration certificate. You need to seek advice from trademark counsel if the form of the mark changes in any way. You set off the mark from surrounding text. Using uppercase lettering is a way that you can do this. Always use an appropriate marking to make sure that you're distinctively alerting people to your trademark. Do not use the marking possessive of a floral form. And you're going to use attribution statements in all your advertising, marketing, and packaging. Your brand is a registered trademark or your mark is a registered trademark of the name of your brand. So your trademark should be clearly identified. You want to use them as adjectives. A trademark is not a noun or a verb. So when you're using advertising copy or other text, your trademark should be used as an adjective followed by a descriptor or generic term for your goods or services. So for example... I like the Google search engine is appropriate, but I like Google or I Googled him on the internet is not and may ultimately lead to a weakening or loss of trademark rights. Your trademark should not be used in plural or possessive. To check for proper trademark use, you're going to insert the word brand after the mark. If that phrase makes sense using the word brand, then the trademark use is fine. If it does not make sense, like she Googles brand her friend to find information does not, there's absolutely no way you should be able to use that or you should use that. How do you know if someone's trademark is out there? Search the test system on the USPTO site. It's free 99. You don't have to pay anything and you can make sure that you're not going to infringe on someone else's trademark. So in addition to filing for your trademark registration, you would want to consider registering domain names that incorporate your important trademarks. And once you get those domain names early, it kind of prevents other people from registering those domain names and blocking you from using those domain names in your business. Companies and other people, cyber squatters, they grab names quickly. So make sure you are doing a trademark on something that's trademarkable. For trademark licensing and franchising, you can actually maintain your rights through a licensee's control use of the mark. You know how McDonald's or other fast food restaurants, they actually license out buildings and license out franchise. This is a way you are going to be a franchisee of that franchisor and they own that trademark. So you will be representing their trademark. And one of the most important things you need to know about trademarks is you need to police and protect your trademark. In order to build and protect the value of your company's trademarks, you have to police the use by authorized and unauthorized parties. People who are authorized to use your trademarks must be monitored to ensure they use it properly and it does not damage or diminish the value of your mark. And you also must make sure it's within the parameters allowed by the agreement. 
You also need to make sure that authorized third-party use is accompanied by an attribution statement to make sure they're giving you full credit for owning that trademark. Now, we live in a society where there are so many people infringing on other people's trademarks. It is crazy. So you have to watch and take action against those people. Send a cease and desist. If they do not comply, then you may have to file a suit in court in order to enforce your rights against that third party. You may have to get a temporary restraining order or a preliminary injunction. So another enforcement form is the Trademark Trial and Appeal Board. You can file an opposition to a published federal application for a mark that is confusingly similar to a prior mark you own. In some instances, it may be efficient and cost-effective um, to address an infringement matter, but you have to make sure you do the work. That means media clipping, um, subscription trademark watching services are something that you may want to invest in to make sure you know exactly who's using your trademark. You need to monitor any new applications and publish applications. You also should look at other countries and new domain name registrations. There are watching services that will provide you periodic reports of any third-party marks or names that are similar to yours. This information can give you an early warning of people who are infringing on your trademark. And depending on the scope of the watch that you're paying for, you know, it's a little bit reasonable. But if you're getting full comprehensive worldwide watch services, it could be a little bit more expensive. It is so important to protect your intellectual property. And it is very important to protect your trademarks. If you are in it to win it, and if you're in it for the long haul, I highly recommend trademarking. But if you trademark, be prepared. Be very, very prepared to go the extra mile in doing what you have to do to protect your interest. Because you will find many, many people infringing on your trademark and they will refuse to stop. And then you have to take action. So until next time. Thank you.